Good evening. Our top story, 500 crores is the amount announced by Mamta Banerjee for a relief fund today for investors of the Sharda Group, many of whom have lost their life savings in the group's JIT funds. Where will that money come from? Well, part of it, Mamta Banerjee says, will come from a new cess on tobacco. The rest, she's not very clear about yet. This announcement came as the Chief Minister herself is under pressure with a letter that NDTV has now accessed, written by Chit Fund Chief Shudip Sen on the 6th of April, just before he went missing. This letter has been sent to the CBI and also now with the West Bengal Chief Minister and the Assam Chief Minister. The letter names two TMC MPs. Shudip Sen claims he was blackmailed by them. It also names a senior Congress Minister from Assam. We'll have more on that. Uh, let's go across now live to Monidipa Banerjee with us details. Uh, Monidipa, the TMC maintains that this letter should not be taken very seriously. We spoke to TMC MP uh, Shinjoy Bose also earlier. They say, look, this is written by a crook. Are we meant to take this seriously? And we, uh, Mamta Banerjee now damage control by announcing a 500 crore relief fund. Will this deflect the political heat on her? You know, I've been talking to a whole lot of Srinambul MPs in the last couple of hours, and here is what they are saying. They are saying this letter is damning. There is no doubt about that. But it damns the non-Trinamool people. There are a whole lot of names in this letter which are not of the Trinamool. They are of very senior leaders in Delhi and other places. And therefore, the focus will shift from the Trinamool now to the big names coming out of Delhi. That is what Trinamool, many Trinamool leaders are celebrating. But there are others who are saying that there is no way Mamta Banerjee can avert the fact that she is going to come under a scanner because it was in her watch, in her state, that Shudipto Sen flourished. He has named two MPs, Kunal Ghosh and Shinjoy Bose, both of them Rajya Sabha MPs, you know, nominated by Mamta Banerjee a year or so ago. And they have apparently blackmailed Shudipto Sen. So that is, you know, something that Mamta cannot avoid responsibility for, even if she wants to, even as she has. She has been consistently saying there is no connection between the Trinamool and Sharda group. There is no connection between no, the Trinamool government and the Sharda group. She has even defended her MPs. Though, in fact, uh, Moni Deepa, we're going by that because the letter also names a senior Congress minister from Assam. The Assam chief minister said he's ready for a CBI inquiry. It also names, in a sense, uh, by proxy, some senior Congress ministers at that time here. Yet the TMC is not going on the offensive about these ministers and we're not naming them right now because we don't have any independent corroboration of these claims at all. Unlike, of course, uh, the TMC where both the ministers, both those MPs have gone on record talking about their business dealings with uh, the Chit Fund Group and the Sharda Group. Why isn't Mamta Banerjee making the issue of these uh, national leaders and the Congress minister an issue? That's a very good question. There are many in the left who will tell you that at a time when this whole uh, Sahara, uh, Sharda issue, sorry, was snowballing, Mamta was a part of the UPA government. That was, of course, till last year. Why she is not making an issue of it now is a very, very good question. No answers for that at the moment, Sonia. But what Trinamool sources are also telling me is that there is no way Mamta can shirk the responsibility. She is going to come under the scanner. Shinjoy, Kunal, they are small names. But the most important question is that how come Mamta outsourced her government to chit funds? That is where Mamta is going to come under the scanner and will be facing very, very tough questions.
Right, uh, Munideepa, thanks so much. But of course, if you stay with us, because the big worry, Alok Pandey also joins me, reporting from Kolkata. Alok, the big worry, of course, is that we've already, what about other chit funds in the state? We know uh, we broke yesterday the SEBI letter, which warned that this is just one fund, that there are other chit funds involved. And today we've seen depositors extremely worried in another scheme. Tell us more about that. Well, yes, Sonia, and that scheme is Rose Valley. Now, the, the thing with Rose Valley is that today in Durgapur, Many, many investors stood in lines mm -hmm. at Rose Valley offices and asked for their money back because they were worried that their, inv their investments will go the same way as Shada. So everyone in Bengal is now asking, is Rose Valley the next Shada? Now, why is that so? That is because, let me just give a bit of backgrounder. In March, in a Lok Sabha question, the Minister for Corporate Affairs, Sachin Pilot, actually said that out of the seven, three uh, companies against whom complaints were re received for indulging in Ponzi funds in Bengal, 15 were Rose Valley Group companies. At the same time, we also have information that market regulator SEBI tried to stop Rose Valley from getting in investments from people as early as 2011. In spite of that, Rose Valley went to various courts and that entire matter is caught up with litigation and Rose Valley is still taking in money from investors. But given that what has happened uh, to the Shada Group now, many in this state, many people who have invested much money into Rose Valley are now wondering if Rose Valley will also go the same way as Shada. One thing that we have heard from Rose Valley is that they have taken out some ads in local newspapers promising investors that they are not going to go the Shada way. But like you've been saying, like we've been reporting, everyone in the state very, very worried. Right, so let's just uh, listen now to what Mamta Banerjee said earlier today. Now, she hasn't mentioned these other companies, but of course, it's coming a political battle because today, uh, government sources from the Corporate Affairs Ministry issued a statement saying chit funds uh, fall entirely under the state government and they must take action. Remember that the TMC has been saying, why hasn't the centre acted so far? Let's just hear what Mamta Banerjee said. <laughs> Involvement nay, totally private. Government tatakai, Manushi Juno Dagotlo, the government in Nijin Tabataki Amra, Pasha Kodidaka, actor Dilip Kandamra Kuiri Kochi, for small and medium depositors. Darashab Harichi Kori Manush, Shadar Manush, Jaji went to the CBI, which apparently names. 22 people, key amongst, uh, key points that letter includes him saying that he was being blackmailed by two TMC MPs. Sources tell us that that is Shinjoy Bose and Kunal Ghosh. Uh, Shinjoy Bose, Rajya Sabha MP of the Trinamool Congress joins me now. Mr. Bose, your reaction to this letter? Let me quote from what's in that letter. Shudipto Sen has told the CBI in that letter that I was blackmailed by two TMC MPs. I was being forced to pay huge sums of money to Pratidin. Now, Pratidin is, of course, the newspaper which you are the editor-in-chief of. And he's detailed not just TMC MPs, but also detailed central politicians that he says he was forced to pay. Your reaction to what he's claimed about your involvement? Uh, we had entered into an agreement on, I had told you in the morning also, we had entered into an agreement on 8th September 2010. When I neither was an MP nor was Mamata Banerjee's party in power in that state, we had entered into an agreement because Channel 10 was a news channel at that time. It was mm -hmm. being closed and then it was taken up by the Sharda group. So we entered into an agreement where they paid us 60 lakhs per month and we were in turn required to provide them with editorial support like all the 243 people or 245 were on our payrolls, we used to pay them salary including provident fund and all mm -hmm. statutory dues. 
all news covering expenses on everything and you know being a part of uh, electronic media how costly is it to retain people and to function in this profession sure so you're so, saying this was a prop and, and you're saying mr this bose was this is a, a professional, professional business contract because yes because see today there are many people who have joined today oponnashen has tied up with the sharoda group to take out a magazine called poroma mm -hmm. so there was and when this happened it was a long term deal but then slowly problems started happening between mm -hmm. us he was unable to pay checks bounced and all this happened so we this agreement was called off on 31st may 2012 but the argument or the argument that people that the opposition has made is that this shows the tmc's close patronage because you made the point i entered into this when you're not in the tmc the mamta government wasn't in power but currently given the fact that so many investors have lost their money the moral onus and the accountability issue is being put on the trinamool because many investors said look we trusted this group because so many tmc men were involved with it but tell, tell me one thing these people have been keeping money for quite a long time trinamool has only come in this one and a half years two years they have been keeping money for all such a long time this shit today when they bought this media in 2008 9 they had paid a huge amount of money to get them i'm asking uh, mr shinjoy both just said these chit funds have been around for much before the trinamool government came into power how can you blame the trinamool no no they no the point is uh, it is not uh, whether it was done by left front government or uh, tmc government the point is thousands of people who are who have deposited their life savings in chit funds and uh, these chit funds have become uh, cheating funds and uh, people are being robbed by promising uh, by uh, the way tricks played by the chit funds now how to protect the interests of the people how to prosecute punish the guilty who robbed the people giving false promises and uh, spreading all false propaganda no, but, uh, about Ra their companies uh, mr raja but today's specific focus no but today's no but uh, both mr bose and mr raja today's specific focus is this letter which has been written to the cbi by shudipto sen this letter names two tmc mps one of whom is mr shinjoy bose the other is mr kunal ghosh saying that i was being blackmailed by them he also names a series of central politicians i'm not naming them because we don't have their reactions yet but he names a series of central politicians who he says he had to pay to keep his business going so beyond the larger issue of how money will go back to investors here's the issue of a political nexus which let this get rich quick scheme without enough safeguards in place keep running mr raja your reaction to that no but uh, sonia my first my first so, so, uh, sonia my first point yes, is yes mr raja please they uh, the people should not lose their money after all it is their life saving yes. and people should get back their money whatever possible uh, efforts we can make to get uh, to give justice to people to get back their money yes. we should do this is number 1 yes. number 2 if there is a political nexus it should be thoroughly exposed nobody should go scot free the issue really is the kind of politicians being named now this man has named India's top politicians in this letter. Shinjoy Bose, back to you. Do you feel 
that uh, Shogito Roy has already said that look, a villain can write a letter, it's a hypothetical letter, why take this as credible proof? The other argument is that unless these uh, politicians are named, that there has to be an investigation at least in this case. What is your no, view? Listen, uh, listen, I cannot comment on any other's behalf. I have a proper agreement and all transactions have been in complete as per legal terms. Okay, So I am open to any investigation by anybody. I have nothing else to, nothing to, but yes, definitely, but I am still telling you such a complaint all these years when he wants to run away, he has made such a complaint which shows that his intention was to run away and make other people a part of this entangle so that nobody can be able to catch him and he can get a... Though of course, uh, you, there should be definitely investigation done, mm -hmm. there should be definitely action taken, but... I but I find some of the allegations which I've been hearing from you, I've not gone through the letter myself, mm -hmm. is totally wild and baseless. The, uh, some of the allegations, of course, include that he had to pay a football association manager to reach a top uh, UPA minister. Another allegation includes that he had to keep a factory running because uh, the TMC local workers wanted him to. I'll ask you specifically on TMC since you're from the TMC. He also says that he had to give money in Jungal Mahal because of the TMC. Such no, but if he was such an important businessman and he had so much, why did he do it? Clearly, this has become a huge political embarrassment for Mamta Banerjee as well. Do you feel that you would resign if asked to? Do you feel it's come to a stage where both you and Kunal Ghosh may have to resign because of the embarrassment to listen, Mamta's government? Listen, nobody, listen, I had done this agreement. I had not done this agreement as a Trinamool MP. I had done this agreement as an editor of Shongbad Pratidin on 8th September 2010 and it had no connection with the Trinomul party at that time. I was not a member of Trinomul party also at that stage. Mm -hmm. So, and nobody in Trinomul has spoken to me about anything. So, it is up to the party supremo to decide what action she will take. But I had not entered into an agreement using Trinomul uh, connections, Trinomul influence mm -hmm. because I was nowhere connected with the Trinomul party at that stage. Do you feel given, uh, Mr. Bose, do you feel given the fact that we had investors on telling us that we invested in the Sardar group because we felt Mamta Banerjee attended its functions, we felt Kunal Ghosh worked with it, uh, Madan Mitra was head of the employees Mamta union, Banerjee that there were TMC links. Has not, Mamta Banerjee has not attended any Sharda functions. If she has gone to any newspaper opening, it's because of the journalistic fraternity. When you actually, when you look back in hindsight, do you feel you should have seen some warning signals? Do you think it was a bad idea to have been associated see, with it? Did you think you should have picked up some warning signals? See, warning signals, when we, when, when you see, when you come close to that, you get, when we started working together, checks started bouncing and all this happened. Because I wouldn't have to face such a day of answering such wild allegations because I think many people who know me, will not believe such a thing. Who know me personally as Srinjoy Bose will not believe such a thing. Mr. Bose, thanks so much uh, for joining me this evening. As I thanks said, uh, thank, thank you for the controversial debut, but thanks for answering all the questions uh, there. Uh, Mr. Raja. Right. So I, that's why I said I did not wish that I had to face such a controversial debut or opening. <laughs> Mr. Bosa, as I said, thank, thank you for you. taking all the questions and answering them. Uh, uh, thank you, Mr. Raja and Mr. Shunjoy Bose, speaking to us on NDTV. Let's go across live now to Shokuto Roy of the Trinamool Congress, uh, Lok Sabha MP. I'm also joined by Pradeep Bhattacharya of the West Bengal Congress.
Mr. Bhattacharya, the Congress finds itself in a bit of a bind because also named in these letters are an Assam Congress Minister. I am not taking the name yet because we have been able to contact him. But the Assam Chief Minister today said he will recommend a CBI inquiry. Can the Congress any more point the finger at the TMC when you have links with Congress politicians also in uh, Shudipto Sen's letter? Look, first of all, um, I do not understand why that gentleman wrote this letter to the CBI. What was his intention? That is not clear. And he also wrote in his letter that if I die or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. then this is to be treated as the affair, etc., etc. After all, that man uh, uh, is very closely connected. He is very closely connected to some political circle, there is no doubt about it. Including and if anybody wanted to do the business... Including Congress circles, because Assam is a Congress state government and they are facing the same issues. No, I tell you, I tell you, uh, I, I understand the, what state you have wanted to mention, that is in Assam. But I, I can cite you very clearly that the Assam chief minister blacklisted this company and they uh, run away from this state. So they have no relation with this organization. Uh, if anybody can do something mischief, it is his personal matter and will be punished for that. Why the party will be the responsible for that thing? In Bengal, some of the Tinomol leadership leaders, uh, those who are connected indirectly or directly with this organization, that has to be properly investigated. That has to be investigated by the Central Bureau of Investigation. As that gentleman has written a letter to the CBI, then I feel CBI is the best agency for investigation. Look, I do not understand what was the intention of that man to write this letter to CBI. Well, uh, the intention so he makes intention quite clear because, be no, his intention he makes quite point, clear. He says, point. I'm not having confidence on anybody who will take steps on unscrupulous persons out of whom many are well connected at well, top bureaucratic well, level, police level and political, right, political right, level. Right, right. So I just want to bring in Shoghuta Roy at that point because uh, Mr. Roy, yesterday the Trinamool, the target of all political opposition in a sense, the state Congress taking you on, do you feel, is this a mixed, uh, I can't call it a blessing, but in this sense, it's uh, indicted both the TMC and Congress politicians. So what would you say today? No, no, Congress has I nothing to do with this. No, the, the Congress, state, if the Trinamool Congress has it, so does the Congress by this logic. Please. Go ahead, Shogutaroy. Sinjai Bosch, one of the MPs named in the letter, has already replied to you. Mm -hmm. But it is true that West Bengal is the only state which is taking some action. Mamta Banerjee has got Shudip Toshen arrested and his accomplices arrested. She has announced setting up of a 500 crore fund for relief of the investor victims who by greed or by being misled put money in the Sharada investment. 36 accounts of the company have been frozen and 35 cars have been seized. So Mamta Banerjee's government is taking some action. But just to come back to you, uh, just to come back to you Mr. Bhattacharya, 
this separation you're making of the Congress in Assam uh, and saying that it's a uh, West Bengal government, Mamta is to blame. The fact is, as he pointed out, that Mamta Banerjee's government at least set out the red alert for Shidipto Sen. He's now been arrested. Assam, in that sense, also has many, many investors who've invested in Sharda Group. And the minister mentioned is a very powerful minister. How can you disassociate? Are you saying the Congress has nothing to do with that minister? No, no, definitely. I'm sure of it. That the, if any minister is involved with these things, he will be uh, punished. But before that, a proper investigation has to be made. Who will do that investigation? When I have said it very clearly to our journalist friend in Kolkata, mm -hmm. look that the investigation will be properly guided and properly it will be completed if it goes to the CBI. But unfortunately, the Tinumul leadership, state government, West Bengal, they did not agree to that. Let them agree to this. So if CBI started investigation, that will cover the entire uh, country and who are the people are involved and who are not. Any wild allegation or correct allegation, that will be defined by them. So you're saying... So here, so you're saying you're ready for a CBI inquiry, even if it means embarrassment for the Congress in Assam or in, in any other way. But Shogut Roy, I'm sorry we uh, lost your line. You were saying the point about that, whether the Congress also now has to face some tough questions. This, of course, as the Corporate Affairs Ministry yes. today issued Two a questions. statement saying chit funds come Two entirely questions. under state governments. It's got nothing to do with the center. No, that is also a wrong statement. Let me start. The Congress... Uh, Finance Minister, his wife, uh, Mrs. Chidambaram, has been accused of accepting one crore in check and she went to Calcutta several times to look after the cases of this Shudipto Shen and enjoyed his hospitality. This is number one. Number two, one Matan Singh, he had an estranged wife, Mrs. Singh, was the person who took this Shudipto Shen, the swindler, to Mrs. Chidambaram. And the man has Mr. Shogutaroy, just to point that out that the reason... Money no, but I just want to interrupt you for just one minute to say that the reason we're not taking those names is because there's no independent evidence yet except the allegation in the letter. Unlike the case of both Kunal Ghosh, who was a salaried employee of Sharda Group, and of Mr. Shinjoy Bose, who again had a contract with them. So in that sense, there's no independent evidence yet, no, but, but I, you're willing to go ahead with please, these allegations? Please. Because these could yes, be definitely. Yes, I am willing because Matan Singh was a Congress Minister of State in the Centre in Narsimha Rao's government and his exchange wife Mrs. Singh was supposed to have taken money and Mrs. Nalini Chidambaram was paid one crore. But she was, advocate, she was the advocate represent, she was the advocate in the business relationship. Advocate by, who accepted one crore from this swindler to represent her. So this does not speak of As legal Asa, fees. The Congress Minister, Heman Bishwa Sarma, he has been named. I saw his interview on some TV channels. So all I am saying that as far as West Bengal is concerned, Mamta Banerjee has announced setting up of a commission of inquiry under the Act, headed by a former Chief Justice of Allahabad High Court. Mm -hmm. And a full-fledged inquiry commission will go into all details of any wrongdoing. If any Trinamool Congress person was, is in future found to be uh, involved in wrongdoings, then he will be properly treated with and acted against. But 
all I say that as you are saying that on the basis of a letter from a swindler who has duped lakhs of core investors, gullible, maybe a little greedy investors, we cannot really take cognizance of the letter and immediately act on the matter. The Do you feel there should be a CBI investigation? You said independent inquiry. Why not a CBI investigation as Pradeep Bhattacharya is saying? No, because CBI, CBI is known as the Congress Bureau of Investigation. What is happening in the Colgate case? The law minister calls the CBI and asks to see the report and vets it. Mm -hmm. What happened in the 2G scam? Ultimately, Supreme Court had to step in and monitor the CBI investigation. So would you tell CBI Mr. Bhattacharya that he can't point an effective organization. Would you tell Mr. Bhattacharya that he can't point a but finger at you anymore considering that Congress politicians have been named in this letter? Is that the argument you are giving to Mr. Bhattacharya? Yes. Mr. Bhattacharya, no, in, in a sense that Congress's moral high ground then no longer is no. that he should appreciate. All I am pointing <laughs> out to Mr. Bhattacharya <laughs> is that he should <laughs> appreciate <laughs> that the West Bengal Mr. government Mr. has Mr. taken Rai. certain Mr. steps. Is setting up Mr. a fund of 500 crores for those affected Mr. by this? Mr. Rai. Yes. yes, Professor. I agree. I agree, Mr. Rai. I agree. But Mr. Rai, the total amount involved around 2,000 crores. So, how you can yeah. manage the entire show with this 500 crores? And how can you distribute this amount to the small invest investor? That I do not know. What is the mechanism? And no, no, I should tell you, I should tell you what the mechanism is. I am coming to it. Let, let, me, let me complete this thing. That's why I have suggested to form Please. a separate commission who will advise the government. This is the procedure and this procedure you have to follow for distribution no, of also, this of amount. Also, of course, Mr. Shogunthara, the big worry is, as our reporter just said, that other chit funds that are facing the same issue. For instance, uh, Rose Valley, again, named by the CBI, yes, already do. depositors are in the long lines outside. What is the plan in place for other chit funds which are going to face the same no, problem in West Bengal, named by SEBI? Uh, no, no, uh, yes, can, I'll tell can you, Sodia. Please, can I, please can I listen tell you to one me. Thing? I'll tell you. In this regard, I please. feel that Professor all these chit funds who, who are operating from West Bengal, it is the primary objective and the responsibility of the state government to take control over this. Well, it's not business. just West Bengal. It's also because Assam. It it's is, also Uttar Pradesh. It's across India. So no, no, not just I'm, West I'm, Bengal, this problem. Mr. All Mr. right, but all them are the registered office. What will you tell investors? You know, deposits All the registered office in Kolkata. What will Mamta Banerjee, the state government, tell other investors in these chit fund schemes? Which are under the scanner from SEBI. Now, that, no, in that regard, Mr. Roy, final see, words from you, sir. Please, please, please listen to me. Yes. Please listen to me. Yes. Please. Mamta Banerjee has announced the convening of a special assembly session to draft a strong bill on cheat funds. Because as of now, the state government has no power to confiscate the properties of the cheat funds. Yes. One has to go to the High Court, as it happened in the case of Sanchoita investment, and then High Court appoints a liquidator under the Companies Act. And that uh, liquidator sells the assets and distributes. In case of Sanchoita, they gave back 30% of the original deposit to the small depositors. We have to leave it to the courts or an inquiry commission to decide how these 500 crores are to be No, deposited. but not that part. I was actually asking about the other chit funds. funds. Yes. Face the music. Let them face yes, the music, but what about investors? action should be taken against them, well, but it's not by West Bengal government alone. You see, this is where the center has failed. Their SEBI has not done anything.
they have just written letters. Sebi in the case of Sahara asked it to deposit 500 crores. Why they have not done it in the case of Sarada? It's a total failure of SEBI. It's a failure of the serious fraud investigation office of the corporate affairs. Right, right. I told the minister in the Lok Sabha that you must take action against no, so I agree. I think both December. the centre and the state people committing suicide over these issues. What will happen if this happens for yeah, other companies as well? It's a very and pathetic. Mr. Shogutu Roy. Pathetic we, human problem. Let's see how this unfolds in West Bengal. This is a huge political issue. Problem. It's a huge human issue. Thanks very much, Mr. Shogutu Roy and Mr. Pradeep Bhattacharya yes. for joining me. Just a quick look at the other big news story that's this evening. And of course, a glimmer of hope for India's ailing aviation industry. Well, specifically for Jet at least. The Abu Dhabi-based Etihad Airways has bought 24% stake in Jet Airways for nearly $380 million. What does it mean for Jet? Well, it's a huge bailout. Jet says the strategic alliance post-recent reforms is a game-changer. Though shareholders are still to approve it, the deal will lower Jet's 15,000 crore debt, adding to Jet's operations, a hub now strategically located at Abu Dhabi. Good news for passengers also will now enjoy better air connectivity and hopefully eventually lower fares. Also, a much-needed infusion of foreign investment, a first after India relaxed ownership regulations last September. AirAsia also cleaned recently. Let's move to our other big debate tonight. The chilling confession of the two men who are charged with raping a young girl says that they watched porn and then went out and did this horrific act. They were also drunk. Increasingly, police officials are warning of links between watching porn and violent sexual crimes. They say it is now so easily available that you can get a mobile loaded with pornographic content for just around 150 rupees extra. But is it about content or the sick minds who carry out such brutal crimes and poor policing? Currently in India, distributing porn is banned. But look at the reality in Delhi. The sale and transmission of pornography is a violation under Indian law. But it's becoming very prevalent. In fact, those who don't have access to the internet need look no further than the local neighborhood cell phone recharge point. Where very often, just for 30 or 40 rupees, you can end up buying hours of pornography. We try several shops in Delhi's Sadar Bazaar area. We start by going to a shop which sells cell phone talk time recharge coupons and accessories. Here we are told that for just 40 rupees and in 5 minutes, the customer can select more than 2 hours of pornographic content. The shop owner then proceeds to show us the files loaded on his laptop. The shop owner even shows us a cell phone that he has just loaded for another customer. We go to another shop. This one too sells cell phone talk time recharge coupons and also a little extra. We ask if he has phone memory chips preloaded with porn. Police officials admit that they are worried, especially in light of the latest rape in the capital of a five-year-old by two men. Both the accused were allegedly drunk and had been watching porn on their mobile phone before luring the child into her basement and raping her. Ironically, under the Information Technology Act, selling and transmitting porn can attract a jail term of five years and a fine of 10 lakh rupees. But that seems to have done little to deter those involved in this growing market.
with camera person Gopal Singh and Amitesh Mahajan in New Delhi, Siddharth Pandey for NDTV. So already distributing porn illegal, but look at how easily available it is in Delhi. However, there are many, many different views on this. Currently, a PIL is on in the Supreme Court, but the Minister of State for IT said that they haven't made up their mind. They must consult experts first. Well, some of the experts on this panel tonight, I've got two senior police officers with me. Himanshu Roy, who is the chief of the crime branch of Mumbai Police, also Tijinder Luthra, Joint Commissioner of Police, Delhi. I'm also joined by Ranjana Kumari, who is the Director Center for Social Research. Kiran Kher, member of the BGP National Executive, also well-known actress. Kushpu, also well-known activist, politician and actress. Thank you all very much for joining me. Himanshu Roy, across to you first. Is this just, when we look at how easily porn is available, we reported from a Delhi market, but I'm sure it's the same in Mumbai, many other cities and small towns. Do you actually see a link or really is this just part of the changing world around us? It's not about the content, but it's about the sick minds who carry out these crimes. Sonia, there is a reliable association between pornography and uh, deviant sexual behavior. Uh, sexual offenders, in my uh, experience, have pornography as an associated behavioral pattern. Uh, there appears to be a pre-existing uh, pathology and a deviant arousal which gets attracted to certain Im images which others might well be revulsed by. Obviously, uh, this, uh, it would be overstating the case to suggest that mm -hmm. mere exposure to pornography makes one commit a sexual crime. But in those uh, uh, people who are so pre-inclined, sexual offenders, uh, watching pornography and exposure to pornography certainly fuels uh, the intention to commit the crime and they go ahead and commit it. So it acts as a trigger in a sense, uh, is your point, Mr. Roy. But Tejinder Luthra, why is it then, when we talk about the fact that distribution is illegal, why is it when we see it so easily available, when we talk about policing, these really are the issues that we look at as well, that the law currently outlaws it, yet it's available for 40 rupees in uh, this market. You know, uh, I must start uh, with the fact that I don't agree with Himanshu Roy. Pornography may arouse one's uh, sexual sense. But sexual sense is different and intention to commit crime and physically committing that crime, particularly a sex crime, is completely different. And let me also tell you, there is no fine line. Rather, if you ask me, there is a broad, huge line between one's sexual sense and the intention and physical act to commit a sex crime. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I would not like to link the two unless there is a credible study there is some empirical evidence and analysis available to us. Mm -hmm. In this scenario, when you have raised this question, I appreciate your concern about linkages between <coughs> pornography and sexual crimes. Therefore, we must urge a social scientist to conduct a Desi India-specific credible study and let us know if there is any linkage between the two. Having said that, I must answer your question. Of course, Pornography is a crime as per Indian Penal Code as well as the Information Technology Act. But off late, even the kind of crime you showed us, it only shows us the last milestone of the crime. Mm -hmm. The agent is selling you a kind of coupon or a card, but the connectivity is somewhere else. The servers are abroad. Therefore, pornography has left the brick and mortar state of affairs. It has gone online. And servers are abroad. Therefore, 
increasingly it is becoming difficult for us to crack this kind particularly this kind of online pornography no and also the point is that with porn mobile there's also left say bedrooms or access to computers because now you get it in your mobile phone kiran khair you wanted to come in on that point about the easy availability of it tejinder dutha points out the difficulty of actually cracking down this online world is virtually impossible to crack down on online pornography viewing pornography is not a crime but distribution which is what we are seeing happen is what is your perspective on that Sonia first I'd like to say that I do not agree with Dr Tejinder when he says that uh, uh, pornography has no direct link to deviant sexual behavior I agree with Mr Himanshu Roy this is a country of large divides you have uneducated people who have had no um, contact with girls of their own age who are brought up in a repressed society they're completely uneducated and available to them are all this pornographic material what happens i mean um, as you say it arouses their sexuality and they if they see deviant material they do it in a deviant way they can't get older women they go across and pick up children and do it why are crimes against little girls and little boys increasing so much in the last years because of this pornography being easily available and if you can't keep the pornography away from these people uh, these people away from the pornography you have to keep the pornography away from them it has to be banned this country can't afford to wait for a study to find out how it is affecting people because by then so many other rapes would have happened no, and another thing you said yes. about the easily easy availability the easy they have never been able to do the police has been able to do nothing about piracy of films how do you expect them to do anything about this most times the beat constables are hand in glove with these people it's a nexus between the underworld mafia that supplies all this films and um, uh, pornography and various other things which are not licensed and the person who's on the beat everybody's on the take that's why it doesn't work you need very strong policing for this in fact i'm going to come back to the point of policing but ranjana kumari if you can come in here often the point is that when we look at sex crimes the demand is hang the rapist as if the crime ends there or somebody should resign and the rapes will end though that may be an issue of accountability may be a valid argument do we not look enough at the what is the, what are the various factors that contribute to the increasing number of violent sexual crimes uh, again police officials i've talked to and uh, even mr manchro etc made the point earlier that this is not so much about lust or sexuality it's also about brutalization the brutal way that children are being targeted the brutal way that uh, sexual crimes are being carried out in your experience as somebody who's worked in this area for years what's your what would you say well uh, sonia first of all i think it's uh, pornography is all about uh, you know as long as gender inequality exists as long as all about sexual you know the the unequal sex relation and power relations in society because women and children are vulnerable they are under the control they can be subjugated they can be made to do whatever they want to do. they are asked to do and made to do so pornography really uses that kind of power relations and vulnerability of children and women at the same time it is of course all kinds of coercion violence subjugation of women it is sex slavery it is sex sexual abuse so i i think anybody and let me just correct mr luthra because he is one of the senior officers of police and i think when he talks about research he should look around a little bit these days and coming from an academic background myself i can just inform him that there are researches in america in australia in england where conclusively very serious senior generals 
uh, have uh, you know printed these studies where conclusively in one study where convicts who were under uh, you know a rehabilitation program 85% of the child abusers molesters rapists accepted the fact that they had gone through child pornography and let me just read out one because I really want the nation to be a little more informed and such senior officers talking about it in such irresponsible manner is not acceptable pornography has coercive effect an individual becomes increasingly interested in child pornography is attracted to images of increasing severity and becomes desensitized uh, dis to the harm victim experiences use of pornography in the long run long term may also increase the risk that the person will sexually abuse a child and these are the conclusions of very very serious research which has tried to see if there is any kind of link between pornography no, but of course mr jaja kumari i'm sorry to correct you because of course i mean sorry to say in hand with traffickers no, i'm not academic but i know that there've been studies also linked that in america of course porn is much more easily available now than it was 20 years ago but the violence no, in fact there's been a corresponding drop in sexual crimes as well in america no, if you take it as an example but i just i just no no i think those are sponsored perhaps by this trillion dollar industry those are sponsored by because child pornography is also sex slavery it is also is banned across the globe no, of course child, child pornography, pornography is not allowed anywhere in the world no, i don't think we are child we are marketing it look at the way we are trying to say there is no link between no, no i think your i think your point is right the child pornography of course is completely illegal okay. but tejinder rutha do you want to react quickly to what uh, ms ranjana kumari said for go across to kushpu go ahead of course i think ms ranjana kumari with due respect no, to you I you can, missed my point no i can tell him i have access at least 10 researches let let me let me say something i think you uh, missed my point i said we do not have any india specific study number 1 of course you quoted an america specific study well, i do respect your views but even in your study when you quoted no, australia, you used the word america May. austria germany england let me complete please don't interrupt me i never interrupted you when yes. you said many uh, things about me okay you use the word may it may increase the conclusion is not yet conclusive even the study you are quoting so please go again yes. about your studies that you just read Kushpu, let me just bring you in here because, of I'll course, one reference. interesting aspect, one interesting aspect to be watched closely in the European Union is extremely liberal country of Iceland is actually considering its uh, its parliament is considering a proposal yeah. to actually ban pornography as well. So it's not about necessarily being conservative yes. or being repressive yes. when you say ban porn. This is not about freedom of expression, but it's about larger issues. And as you said, Iceland, extremely progressive, is looking at a proposal to ban porn. Do you think we need to take the whole issue of porn away from the freedom of expression debate, or do you think this is a conservative approach? We're not we're avoiding the real issue when we look at porn as an excuse. Sonia, I don't think taking away porn, banning banning the porn is going to help anything. A mindset of a man is what has to change. And what happened with these two men? agreeing that they were watching porn and they were drunk when they raped this 5 year old kid we are we are stressing on the point that they were been watching porn they have they have agreed to it but why are we missing out a point saying that these two people have also been drinking mm -hmm. they were drunk so if pornography can lead if watching pornography can uh, trigger a mindset i think even drinking even alcohol can lead to it so if you are banning pornography ban alcohol altogether why are we not even thinking of that point
we have so many brutality against women which has been happening in our country and most of the time this is the first time the people have said that yes we have been watching pornography before committing a crime but most of the brutality whether it is uh, brutality at home whether it is uh, uh, violence against women or whatever it may be i think most of the cases what we have studied and we have looked into it and we have come across has been that people have been under the influence of alcohol so why we have never debated on saying that let's ban alcohol for all together why don't we to be think on that point banning porn is not going to help anybody Himachura, you ban it and they're going to be on a slide what we have already seen it uh, kiran khair you wanted to react go ahead I wanted to say that I agree that there should be a mindset change but that mindset change is going to take many many years because there are generations of uneducated illiterate crazy people which have come because of the kind of large divide between the rich and the poor and you know just been ignored for years and all these khap panchayats and all these people getting killed because of love marriages how many years is that going to take let's make a start <coughs> somewhere this mindset can't afford to see pornography a mindset that is developed a mindset that is um, more uh, more inclined towards liberal thought possibly can take pornography in an erotica in the way of erotica the way it should be but we can't take that risk within india where 70% of people don't belong to that educated mindset but can is that so a politically incorrect argument to make that's a politically incorrect argument to make people say look at me what about educated class or incorrect ranjana you wanted to react go ahead Yes I just wanted to give you another information Sonia and also I think through you to everybody else there are very careful researches which have proved direct link between pedophilia and child pornography you know because the more they see it the more they uh, become coercive the more they become abusive to the children the more they become you see in these cases these were rape and also inserting foreign object in the vagina of the little child so i think these are the kind of ideas that are coming through this uh, marketing of uh, aggressive marketing at the moment is happening you pick up your phone middle of the night somebody is calling you and all kinds of things starts you know um, uh, coming to your ear all kinds of sounds and noise and you do not know what kind and imagine a uh, young man who has come from a village where and look at the society right. it is completely segregated in terms of uh, you know two sexes look at the way our preparedness to receive this kind of a sleaze which had been almost dumped on us in the way Let that you know who, who really some rich who are educated can choose the case, i think again are some television choose. producer who been murdered chopped up into pieces and we talked then the increasing brutality of crimes that you as chief of the crime branch are seeing every day and you've talked about also people coming not necessarily poor so i don't think we should blame this on workers but even people from a middle class background coming to a big city unable to deal with the influences that are around them do you think that's a valid factor are we as khushboo's pointing out missing the point she says look then ban alcohol how far back are we going to go when you look at this the world is changing we have to live within this world so like to bring in a point that the rape is not committed by illiterate so, yeah, and uneducated yeah, yeah. people alone yeah, i'm just going to come can, to can that but i should get my voice views first go ahead mr roy yeah sonia uh, i lay no claims to being a scholar but i can tell you in my 25 years of policing i have repeatedly seen that those who commit sexual offenses have indulged in pornography exposure to pornography prior to committing the act and that exposure fuels their uh, you know sexual fantasies and their deviant behavior about that connection i have little doubt and i think as senior police officers we should not be defensive about this 
this is a fact and uh, I don't know about research papers but my 25 years of policing experience tells me this. Now whether pornography should be banned or it shouldn't be banned, well I think that's really a very very large debate and I think it needs uh, you know a consensus that consensus at a very high level to mm -hmm. take a call on that but there is, but there is no doubt that we must identify sexual deviance in our society and at least those who are sexually deviant those who are pre-inclined to commit these kind of crime they should not be allowed okay. any kind of exposure to sexually explicit material otherwise what we do are doing that? is how we are creating do a critical mass we are putting do, together a time bomb and we are lighting it how and it's going to go that? off one day but you know mr no, 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 you're not answering the person is committing crime the point she said this is also about policing why is it that this is so easily available forget banning porn or viewing porn there's actually a ban on distribution of porn why is it so easy available? Why do you get porn mobiles? Why do you get it downloaded at 40 rupees extra or something like that? Where it is so easily available. I mean, it's cheaper than buying a book. For, for instance, what is the police doing about that? Isn't there an excess of the beat constable? There has to be an excess for this to flourish openly. That is precisely the point I was trying to make that first we must identify the problem as a society and also as police leaders we need to identify that this is an issue which needs a top priority. Unfortunately this issue has never been prioritized. It is an offense. Selling uh, pornography is an offense. Circulating pornography is an offense. We as a society, we as the police force must decide that it's time to crack down on this like and come down like a ton of bricks on it and clean our streets. I don't know about other cities but I can tell you Sonia you can try and send your reporters to Mumbai and it won't be so easy to find pornography here as it as you have uh, you know shown in other cities. The Jindal Luthra, I mean I have to tell you those people were selling this publicly we blurred their faces but they had no issues with coming on camera because they didn't even see they didn't even realize I think that this was illegal. I must make a very important point here I think I should have made it in the beginning that in this particular case I mean this case has become the context of this yes. debate. So far we have searched and seen the mobile of these accused. We haven't found any pornography on that. We have seized a television and a video player and some video uh, CDs which we have seized and we have sent to the forensic science laboratory. The result is yet to come whether there was some pornographic material on those CDs or not. And there is no confession in the police file made by these two accused that they had seen pornography before they did it. Therefore, we must, the, must set the context right also. Of course, there is a larger context, but if at all we are talking about this Didn't specific... did the police commissioner say it in his press conference? Because that was a public, uh, this was a public fact uh, as far as I know of that no. they were watching porn. Mm. Uh, but yes. again, not that that's necessary. I don't know what he is talking about and what police commissioner said. But again, I mean, I what, what Mr. Luthra is talking about or what we were told through the media. No. So I think this, there is, you know, I think there is, has to be some kind of a seriousness in responding to such a, a serious issue where the whole nation is worried that, you know, there, and we know that there are cases where we, we know that, you know, we, you cannot say that what police commissioner told the people that there was this uh, pornography which was watched by these people and here is a senior officer saying that no. So we, anyway, that's besides the point. The point is that, you know, a, a kind of pornography is something which is really creating the kind of mindset among the young people who are sociologically, socially, culturally and psychologically not prepared to receive the kind of material which has been bombarded and then there has to be a deviant behavior because 
that kind of a link. No, but, uh, but I think again the point by the, which Mr. Luthra asked there on the point of policing, because why is it that it's so easily available on Delhi street? Forget, as I said, it's currently illegal. Yes. You know, uh, I must assure you the, that pornography is uh, our top agenda. To cracking pornography is our top agenda, and we are doing a lot to crack this menace. And but still, there are some places where you can find it. It is difficult to stop. This is Palika Bazaar no, in I Delhi. Understand. It's the main one, I, the main I bazaars understand. in Delhi. And the the way they sell it is they yeah. they do not sell it in open. Okay. There are I mean you have to really search for the vendor, and the vendor will take you some nook and corner of the market, and there he will uh, sell you in a st stealthy way. So it is not being sold openly because we have cracked our whip on this menace. And I must assure you that we are uh, leaving no stone unturned to stop this crime. Let me uh, let me just get uh, in Kushpu. I mean, Mr. Luther, as I, I said, well, hopefully our reporter can take so you and show you where he got something. these points. Uh, wait, Kiran, can I want to come exactly. at Kushpu? Because I think Kushpu, you make an important point which has got lost. The point you are making on is it entirely true to say, look, this is about a social, uh, cultural, uh, cultural issue. These are people who come from small towns or villages. These are people who are poor. Is that entirely true? Because also what Mr. Manchuroy said, you can look at it the other way around, that perhaps it's people who are sexually deviant who may are watching porn and then carrying out these crimes. It's part of that same sexual deviance. There are lots of people who watch porn and don't carry out crimes. So it's not entirely interlinked. But go ahead in this point because we know that when the politicians often try to blame it, uh, the chief minister of Delhi said, look, the migrants from UP and Bihar are doing this. Raj Thakre says the people from Bihar are doing this. Do you think it's a dangerous path to go down? I, I don't think so. We have been seeing, we have been uh, getting all these uh, reports that it's not only the uneducated people, people who have been living in the rural areas who have been committing this crime. We have seen a lot of educated people under the influence of alcohol also committing these kind of crimes. We have seen marital rapes, we have seen basic rapes, acid attacks, every brutality you name it against women and we have seen and most of them also have uh, uh, very very well educated people committing these crimes. So you cannot put it in, into, into an order and say that okay so and so person has been committed by the people living in rural areas and so and so person by the people living in the urban areas. I think curtailing the pornography is a point but what I'm saying is we have the laws, we have very stringent laws which says that you have a fine of 10 lakh rupees yet people continue to do that. All, all I would like to ask uh, Mr. Luthra is you know it's somewhere in Palika Bazaar, you know there is a special vendor, you know he takes it to the corner of, uh, of, of, of the uh, entire market and how steelily they do, they, uh, do this process of downloading it on your mobile or your iPad you know everything sir so why nothing has been taken uh, done about it I mean you know how it is done so what else does a cop need you know how it's done you know how they carry it forward how now you know how these vendors work so why we are just talking about it why are we not curtailing it yes but you the more you try to curtail it the more you try to say that this should not be there it's going to bring the uh, curiosity point where they say we still mm -hmm. want to see it whatever said and done it's there at the point of your finger any computer even at home whatever you do uh, your iPads your mobiles even because it's not brick and mortar it's also about internet servers I think he did answer that point but Kiran Kher you wanted to come in on that no, I wanted to say firstly that when Mr. Himanshu Roy says that we have to be very careful to find out who are the people who are de with a deviant nature and keep them away from this. How is it possible in a, in a country or in a locality or anywhere? How do you know what's going on in somebody's, the dark recesses of somebody's mm. mind? So you have to keep this pornography away from those, from everybody. You cannot, at least it's one step. 
I mean, okay, there's a large uh, uh, populace out there. There are people with crazy ideas. There are people in all kinds of strata of society who are doing this. But we have to start somewhere. And um, it is a fact that it is the migrants who've been coming in. In the latest cases, they've all been found from uh, no, you know, Kiran, small I, I villages. I have to contest that point, but I don't because I don't think that's entirely true. Maybe in this case, but I don't but think it's only about that. Uh, Ranjana Kumar. Also, also, also in the previous case. Also in the also in the Nirbhaya case. No, no. I also think in that's so many very, cases. I think that's a very uh, no. Rare vignette today, 40 is just a number, says Sachin Tendulkar, and he celebrated his birthday today in, well, only naturally in a way, by playing cricket. He's currently out playing for the Mumbai Indians in his favorite ground, Eden Gardens. Let's just look at his birthday celebrations today. We'll leave you with that. Thanks very much for joining us. A very, very happy birthday, and uh, maybe there'll be another 19 years at least of world class cricket. Thanks a lot. Let us hope so. I would like to wish Sachin a very, very happy 40th birthday, Sachin. Happy birthday, Sachin. Happy birthday, Sachin. Let me take this opportunity to thank all the people in India and all across the world who are well wishers. He's looking young and vibrant and I just wish him good health.